0: time to drop the puck and another episode of Perk It Pod. What a special guest today. Joel Johnson has had one of the craziest last few months of any hockey coach of the season. He's next. But first, Mike Bryant kind enough to join us in studio again. Good to see you again, fine sir. Great to be here. All right. Well, I, I the the legal process can be uh, awfully intimidating for for some people. Y- you help them every step of the way, don't you?
1: Well, we try to. I mean, we we want to make sure they understand their rights, make sure they understand what their potential coverage is out there, and help them with the big issues they've got. People have wage loss, medical bills. They have all sorts of concerns. People who are charged criminal charges have concerns about those charges that we try to get to the bottom of what we can do to help them. You know, in the
0: sports world, there's, there's lulls every once in a while when seasons end and what... there's not a
1: lull for for an an attorney like you, is there? Well, well, it's a weird thing because like suddenly something will happen, you know? So like you think, oh, I got nothing going on right now. And then boom, that night you get a phone call or the next morning you get a phone call and you're in the middle of something that people need your help right at that moment. And we try to provide that provide justice for the injured, as you like to say. What does that mean to you? Well, it means giving people the information that they need to get the help that they need so that in times of, of major needs, they've got somebody there on their side.
0: And that's you and, and your team at Bradshaw and Bryant. And so what, if, if somebody is injured or somebody does need help, what do they do?
1: They call our office. They check the website. It dot injury.com or they call 800-770-7008.
0: Mike Bryant, thanks so much for being a partner of Perkapot. pot
1: but but find out what he'll say me who's <laughs> coming on today Perkapot. sometimes <laughs> he's out play me but find out what he'll say hurry
0: by the way kudos to my guy taylor robert with that bit of doo-wop domination i'm loving the new version of the theme song now let's get to our guest joel johnson which brings us to random ranks with us about to roll out our chat with hockey coach joel johnson this time on random ranks we're ranking the top 11 sports figures whose name share the initials J.J. All right, let's do it. Number 11, Jerry Judy, wide receiver Denver Broncos. Number 10, Jackie Joyner. Uh, now, technically, I know she's Jackie joyner Kersey, but like we're, we're, we're giving props to Jackie Joyner. She's a legend. Number 9, Shoeless Joe Jackson. That's deep. All right, number 8, Jarrett Jack former Georgia Tech standout NBA star. Number seven, I drafted him in fantasy football, Josh Jacobs, Raiders. Uh, Number six, a Minnesota legend, Jack Jablonski. Number five, another Minnesota icon, Jock Jones. Number four, Jerry Jones, Cowboys owner. Number three, Jimmy Johnson, former Cowboys coach. Number two, Jimmy Johnson. NASCAR superstar and number one of the Minnesota Vikings, let's go with Justin Jefferson. Thank you. Time now for Joel Johnson. What an amazing last few months for the Minnesota native, the longtime hockey coach named the head coach of the newly aligned Division I University of St. Thomas women's team, starting their season real soon, by the way, and then to double down on the life changing career changes a month later. Johnson is named the head coach of the USA women's team that will be competing in the Winter Olympics early next year in Beijing. Here now, our conversation with Joel Johnson. Let's get right to it, Joel Johnson, because I know that this has been a little bit of a whirlwind year for you, hasn't it? <laughs> has it all soaked in yet? Or are you just still kind of on the treadmill of craziness? Yeah, I, I think the treadmill
2: of craziness is a great way to say it, uh, for because it's it's been something that uh, you know kind of you always look back at life and, and you you live it forward and you understand it backwards and that's certainly how it feels for me right now um, and i'm just right in the middle of it um, but just kind of right place it right at the right time for so many opportunities and you you just kind of keep grinding away and, and doing what you love to do and and uh, and, and now this year took a couple of turns that i wasn't expecting but i'm just really excited about
0: yeah, but at the heart of it is the love for the game, obviously, uh, and and how sweet it is to find a profession, to find a career, and and a and a very accelerated and exciting one at that, um, in in a, in a sport that you absolutely love. And and maybe I'm speaking for you, but I'm assuming you love hockey. Yeah, there's no question.
2: You know, I I grew up playing a lot of different sports, and and. Uh, I've always said I don't know if I was the best at hockey, but it it became something that I I, I might be a better coach, than I, I'm not my I I am a better coach than I ever was a player. I'm reminded of that every day when I'm on the ice um, <laughs> with our players, and and it did, it is it's something that uh, I was recently hearing some some uh, speakers at the you know USA Hockey Level Five event It's a training event that they held up in Duluth and Natalie Darwitz and, and Seth Thapard and a few other people that I know in the coaching profession were talking about if, if you can't bring joy to the game just by arriving at the rink um, then you're in the wrong job and and, and it, it truly is it puts a smile on your face you know we had a game the other day with our team USA and, and I just said hey let's make sure to smile and uh and, and that's that's when we play at our best it's when I coach at my best um, and I think that that kind of um you know it's when when one person brings that energy to the rink it 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 really it translates to the whole team and and so uh, i try to do that i'm not always perfect at it uh some days are harder than others but but it sure is fun to get up and not feel like you have to work it just feels like you get to work
0: yeah get to go to the rink and and uh, and have at it well you you touched on your sort of upbringing and you're a white bear lake guy am i right
2: yeah, lived there for the last uh, twenty years or so. I grew up on uh, in the east side of, of St. Paul in Woodbury, Cottage Grove, Woodbury area. Um, so I've been kind of a St. Paul guy my whole life, and and uh, yeah. So it's it's you know my favorite memories go back to the you know state high school hockey tournament, and um, you know just being a hockey junkie downtown St.
0: Paul for for every weekend in March. Yeah, it's it's something special that's for sure. The the uh, the the athletic career though, you also dabbled in not just hockey, but you were. I think reading reading your Saint Thomas bio now, uh, and we'll get to Saint Thomas here in a bit because that's so exciting. Um, But but you were you were a Bethel guy, right? And then you went uh, and then you did you were soccer and baseball and hockey, right? I mean that's crazy three sports.
2: Yeah, you know it was fun back. uh, It just means I'm a little older than younger because uh, I don't think you can do that anymore with with how good uh, programs are becoming and how, how committed you need to be. But I, I'm a huge advocate for playing multiple sports. Um, people always would ask, you know, what's your favorite? And I didn't have a favorite. I, I just got to have more teammates and more experiences and, and, uh, and find different ways to get injured a little bit and have success other times and fail and learn and all those pieces to the puzzle. So uh, I, I love playing multiple sports in high school, and, it, and I was lucky to do it in college. Uh, and I, I can't say, you know, how, how excited I am to, to be able, when I see people playing multiple sports now, whether it's high school or college, I just cheer for them kind of quietly. And, and uh, because I think sometimes when you specialize too much, you, you just lose track of, of some of the things that actually make you a good athlete. So I, I was fortunate. My parents encouraged it. And, uh, and I advocate for it all the time.
0: Yeah, no, uh, my, my, uh, my kids are the same way. It's just like if you ask them, what's their favorite sport. It's whatever their season, whatever season it's in. Right. And if it's hockey season, it's hockey. If it's soccer season, it's soccer. It's kind of interesting. But Natalie Darwitz, who you spoke of earlier, you know, she, she had mentioned, we had her on the podcast a while back. And she was saying that like, I was just, I just assumed she was like year round hockey. Cause that's the way most kids are wired these days. Right. If you want to keep up with all yeah. the other kids in hockey, you got to play all year long. Mm-hmm. But she said it was very important to her. And it all, and it was all the way through USA hockey uh, that, that they took summers off and, and it actually made her hungrier for when, when rink time came out. Now that's not to say she didn't, you know, work out in the summer and, and do some hockey related drills and whatnot, but she said it was really healthy for her overall, you know, state and, and love of the game and, and skill in the game to kind of, to take a step back every once in a while in summer.
2: Yeah. I, I always tell people, you know, summertime, especially in Minnesota that, you know, people have cabins or hopefully you don't, cause you don't have to do the work. And one of your friends has a cabin, you can just go and enjoy it. But, you know, whether it's getting on the lake or enjoying a, a round of golf or doing something, I I just I agreed with uh, I agree with Natalie. I found that it made me a better athlete to have some. Ver- Variety. Physically, I think it makes us better athletes and better coaches when we learn from different sports and apply the different techniques and physical abilities and, and uh, you know kind of strategies. You can apply those usually you know a, a lot of, a, across a lot of different uh, avenues. And and I think mentally is the biggest thing, right? You, you get you get tired after a season, and to kind of refresh yourself with uh, new new people, new teammates, uh, new environments. Uh, just makes it uh, that more spe- that much more special when you get back into that hockey season or basketball or soccer, or golf, or whatever it is.
0: And you actually coached at your alma mater for for several years there on the men's team. and then uh, and but but in in the middle of a couple stints at the U, obviously too. so um what was what was that all that coaching run like leading up to where you are now? And how did all those years uh, as an assistant coach, as a head coach as as an associate head coach you know kind of lead you to where you landed here now with the tommies
2: yeah you know it's a unique journey and people will ask you know how do you how do you get to that head coaching spot whether it's a college level or you know a national team or anything and i always just say hey whatever experience is in front of you take it uh, i remember when I, when I graduated college and my you know my first i i i think i had to pay cuz i had to buy a warm up and coached for a co-op team, Park Woodbury Girls Hockey, and and then I jumped in and coached a, a high school baseball team, and and I just kept taking what the experiences were in front of me, and ended up, as you mentioned, back coaching at Bethel for for a while in in a couple different sports, and then. Um, through a, a friendship with with somebody at the university, uh, ended up getting to know Laura Halderson, who I know you know Perk, and, and so we had some a lot of fun years there, and and for a bit, and then family uh, things took over, and I had the opportunity to go back to my alma mater, and and uh, and also a privilege to spend some time at home in the mornings with my kids when they were growing up. Nice, and so that was the perfect storm there. So I, you know, went back and coached at Bethel for a bit, and. Um, and it was just the, the ideal situation, and then, you know, at the, in the meantime, Brad Frost had taken over, and, you know, he's a good college friend of mine and, and lifelong pals, and so he kept asking me, hey, would you, you know, would you consider coming back, and I, I remember once I looked at him, I said, Frosty, I, I, I've got the dream life. I get to stay home with my kids in the morning and, and, and still get to coach and teach at Bethel, and, and then the kids got old enough to go to school, and I, uh, and it was the right time to go back to the U, and And so had some great, a great run there um, of really special athletes and great staff. Uh, And and that all prepared me for for the national team stuff with USA Hockey. I just kept saying, yeah, I'll do that. I'll go push pucks at a development camp or do this. And I've grown in that role. Uh, And then the opportunity at St. Thomas came around and it just felt like I should apply. It just felt like a no brainer. I I, I think St. Thomas checked a lot of boxes for me and and hopefully I I did for them as well as, as a
0: coach. All right, Prick a Pod on pause. We're going to come back with more from Joel Johnson in just a bit. Sean Bernard of Adina Realty. Great to see you again, man. How's the real estate game?
1: You know, it's been really, really busy, so I feel fortunate that it's been busy. It's kind of a crazy market. Everybody knows it's a seller's market, but that doesn't mean that if you're a buyer, you can't still find your dream home. I just did a closing the other day, and uh, this young couple, I feel like I'm a 100 saying that, but this young couple was able to buy their dream home. And we are able to find it for them. One of the cool things that I'm doing this year is I'm helping out local artists and bands. So a portion of every sale on the buy or sell side is going to go to a local artist or band. That's fantastic yeah.
0: because especially these days, they, they, they need that help. Where can people find you, Sean?
1: Uh, the best thing to do is just give me a call at 612-859-2594. They can text that number as well. For the people that just are a little bit scared of realtors, just text it. And then we can set up a phone call. Sean
0: Bernard at Diner Realty. Thanks for being such a great partner at Perkett Pod. Thank you. And if you're listening to this podcast and you love music, I got a great podcast for you to listen to. It's the Brian Oak Show. Give that a listen anywhere you find your podcasts. do, me, do, me, do, me, do me. What is it about coaching, Joel, that kind of makes you kind of just that really floats your boat, if you will? Like, you know, like it's because it sounded like, you know, paying to be a coach at Woodbury or, or or, you know, coaching baseball or doing whatever you just kind of like, was it you just connected with kind of helping and and mentoring and leading
2: these kids? Yeah, I think it goes back to the teaching side. You know, I I remember when I was in high school and I couldn't beat my, you know, high school Fayed teacher in badminton, we'd play after school and I was angry because uh, I couldn't beat them. And I knew at that moment, I wanted to be a, a, a teacher and not because I couldn't beat them, but because of the influence that so many great people had on me through the, through the, the, the world of athletics. And so uh, when it, when it came, came to the opportunity to be a coach, uh, that to me is, is what it boils down to. It's a simple opportunity to have influence. And I count that as the most um, incredible privilege you can ever had. A lot of people can be successful but there are very few people that can be significant. And by significant, I mean having a significant influence on other people. And then when you can, uh, when you can combine them both and you have success and significance, that's when it becomes really special. And so that's always what's drawn me to the coaching world is the opportunity to have an influence on others. And then you know, when you look back at it, you realize other people have had equal or more influence on me, whether it's been people I've learned from as a peer or another coach or some of the athletes that you run
0: into that, that indelibly leave a mark. Yeah. And you like you said, you you have been a head coach, but you but you've also been an assistant, had some amazing seasons there to you, as you alluded to with the, with the frozen fours one after another and the, and the national championships as well. Um, what, when you think about going from assistant or associate and then taking over a a program, right. And, and actually, you know, getting this opportunity to, to take over a program that is, you know, doing what it's never done before with the, with the university going to division one, of course, um, How daunting is that? How exciting is that? How challenging is that? What What do you expect from that? All that. I mean, because it's it's coming up fast.
2: (laughs) Yeah, we start we start games in a month, and I I think all 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 those words are kind of some of the the realities, and then they can become emotions, and they can become anxious feelings, and they can become excited feelings. Uh, Because it is daunting. It is is it's nerve wracking. It's scary. It's exciting. It's all it's all of that. And and as I look at it, I think. when you're young, you don't know what you don't know, and the older you get, you realize, hey, maybe I, it, I did need to learn, you know, some lessons um, through through the years that'll help me be prepared. And for me, that's what I, I'm going to trust that I've been through enough wins and losses as a, as, a, as an athlete and as a coach. That a couple things I know what it takes, um, but more importantly, I know where hockey should be in the in the grand scheme of things. It should be something we're passionate about. And we want to win and we want to compete and we want to absolutely attain success and and so that's been a, that's one of the goals that we've got for our team at St. Thomas is we want to climb the ladder in the very tough WCHA and and work ourselves up and, and become you know a contending team in in the world of women's hockey. At the very same time I think um, that's never going to be as important as developing great relationships and developing student athletes who have a passion, not only for hockey, but for living life the right way and for going to school and getting a degree and, uh, and impacting the community in, in fantastic ways. So uh, th- it's exciting. Um, you know, there's going to be some unknown, some challenges, some weirdness, uh, some, hopefully some joyful moments and and probably a few, uh, a, few <laughs> a few times where you say, what are we doing here? What are we doing? But, but at the end of the day, um, those are just opportunities to influence and be influenced by others, like I said earlier. And and so that's what I'm at the at, at the at most, that's what I'm excited about because all of the things, the wins and losses, they pale in comparison to the relationships that you can build over those uh highs and lows.
0: Yeah, and Joel, like you 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 know, you think about the grand scheme of the Tommies entering Division I hockey and the WCHA, and and I would think that. On the on the whole, while your expectations um, in St. Paul for this program might be, you know, hey, w- we we might be able to make some noise. I, I would imagine that the overall arching kind of vibe from other schools, other teams that are already existing in Division One, are like, oh, these are the new kids on the block. We should be able to handle this. You know, we should be able to take them down. So, in in a sense, you know, you're you're there isn't a target on your back like it was at the U where everybody's trying to beat you. It's almost like you can sneak up on people and you you can surprise some people and you can turn some heads. Don't you think?
2: Yeah. And that that's, that'll be exciting. And I, I've even told our, our team, you know, with, with a, a significant part of our roster being new and a lot of players who, uh, who are really good hockey players, more importantly, as I've gotten to know them better people, you know, it's going to be a bit of a jump to, you know, to, to step on the ice and play Ohio state in a couple of weeks uh, Who is, you know, finished in the, in the frozen four. Um, and so it's going to be there's going to be some bumpy parts to that athletically. Um, and, and so, yeah, there's no target on our back. Uh, but I've, I've encouraged our players, hey, it might be bumpy at times. But what we're looking to do is compete and y- you can compete without worrying about the score. Uh, because I think as we do that, we're, we're going to build a brand at St. Thomas with our women's hockey program that, that really says we can be unique. We can be a, a different profile than anybody else in the league. And over time, uh, as long as we're co- competing each day on the ice and off the ice, I think we'll be able to build it uh, with, some, with some hockey players that can hopefully at some point compete in the WCHA year in and year out. Oh, I'm excited
0: for you. And, and, and then of course, right now you're joining us um, via Zoom from a hotel room, I would imagine that the hotel room in Calgary. Uh, which is where USA hockey is and that was another thing that happened oh by the way a month after you got the Division one University of St Thomas head coaching gig to take over the Tommys women's program you also were named the USA women's hockey coach for the 2022 Winter Olympic Games in Beijing which oh also by the way are coming up in February uh, in the middle of your 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 first season at St Thomas and and just it's it's just, can you pile more on,
2: man? Yeah, somebody asked uh, if I was going to get a name tag when I had to walk in the door at home, you know, <laughs> uh, to reintroduce myself to the family. It, it, you know, it's certainly a busy time, but I, I've said, you know, uh, anybody that's coached for any length of time knows their family is their greatest support mechanism. And so um, my kids, and, and more importantly, my wife uh, are, are supportive of this, and they realize uh, these are two opportunities that come along once, once in a lifetime. You know, you get one opportunity to, to, to move not, you know, just down the street and, and not have to move my family switching from Minnesota to St. Thomas. And, and then obviously the, the the pinnacle of the women's hockey uh, game, the sport of women's hockey right now is, is probably the Olympic level competition. And so very difficult to, to turn that opportunity down. And, and so I'm excited to do both. And uh, we're out here in Calgary getting ready for it and trying to win a world championships. And it's been, it's been fun so far. We got through a five day quarantine where we had to stick around in our hotel room and couldn't leave the room. So um you know feels good just to get out and walk in the hallway at this point
0: yeah no doubt and and you know with with the olympics coming up in golly what is it now uh what's seven months six months uh, in china you uh you know whereas saint thomas like we just talked about you might not be on everybody's radar yet um everybody knows usa hockey and they won gold uh in 2018 in in uh in Sochi no Pyeongchang oh, no Pyeongchang, yep. yeah Pyeongchang and 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 so uh no pressure there uh gold medalists uh coming back and uh and looking to do some some more damage the uh the the bar is set there for sure though right
2: yeah it's good you know the the team um they worked real hard to get back on top you know so they they know what it's like uh to 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 come close, you know, hit a pipe, you know, hit a post in Sochi, and it goes one way, and then you lose the game. If that goes the other way, it's it's game over. And so I think that's the thing that about about the uh, the team that we're that we're with now is is they realize how how tough it is to get to the top, and they there's no complacency. Um, our group, I think, is working harder now than they maybe they ever have, and that's taking nothing away from how they prepared for for the last several Olympic games for those that are multiple Olympians. Um, but they're working just as hard now uh, to compete and stay at the top. And so you know I've challenged them a few times. you know when you when you climb the ladder all the way to the top, um, you can't look down because other people are climbing up a different one. you got to just keep finding a new ladder to climb. And, and so that's what they're doing. They're, they're still working, they're still competing each day in practice. and, and so far it's been a great tournament to, uh, as we you know kick it off to this is really the kickoff to our preparation for for Beijing. And so it's going well and, and it'll be a fun, uh, like you said, six months. Well,
0: awesome! All the best to you. Thank you so much for just taking the time to to chat with us, Joel. I, when I when you got the gig, I was just so stoked for you, man. And and uh, and I know, and both gigs really. And I was just kind of like, wow, uh, double whammy. But but uh, I, I know it's it, it, they're both in good hands. So go, Tommy's go USA. And uh, again, thanks for joining us, man. All the best, and 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 uh, continued success your way. Yeah,
2: thanks, Perk. Appreciate uh, the chance to connect and you uh, you, uh, all the best to you as well and some of your your new endeavors you might have some free time we, we can make some room for you on the bench if you want to make your
0: way out this way and and hang out for a bit <laughs> uh, trust me I, I, I with with my daughter playing you know u12 now I'm all about it so let's have <laughs> it <laughs> we can have that discussion I'm getting just but uh enjoy it and, and again thanks for taking the time from Calgary for crying out loud appreciate it thanks again perk That'll do it for this episode of Perket Pod. We want to thank our partners, Audio Wiz, Justin Bailey, theme song by Taylor Robert. Keep listening weekly for another episode with Minnesota sports influencers and icons on Perket Pod. Feel free to share this podcast. Give us a simple subscribe click. It doesn't cost you a thing. Heart us, rate us, double tap us, whatever you want. And until next time, remember: shine bright, don't be afraid to be weird, and open your hearts to inclusion. Peace. doom
1: Pod. Find out what he'll say me. pie, who's coming on today? Perkin pie, sometimes he's at a play. Perkin pie. Perkin pie. doom.